Hey, you, welcome back to episode eight. So first of all, I want to apologize. I did miss last week, if you noticed. We just had a lot going on last week, and every time I would sit down to record, it just didn't it just didn't work out. I think I kind of talked about this a little bit maybe in my introduction video, but I do have two pretty big dogs, and sometimes they just don't cooperate with me when I want to sit down and record an episode. So they'll get up, they'll walk around, they'll come to me because they need to go O-U-T-S-I-D-E. Can't really say it out loud because I have one laying next to me sleeping. <laughs> so that's been a struggle because I don't want uh, you guys to sit here and hear all that background noise because I have no idea how to actually edit that out. There's probably a way, but I, I just don't know yet and I'm not there. So that's why it's missing. So anyway, today's episode, what I want to talk about is I'm going to go over my favorite organizational hacks and top business tools that have saved me time and my sanity that I have learned over the years. And I just want to share that in today's episode. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Hey, y'all. This is Mindy from BrandMeGorgeous.com, and you're listening to the Brand Me Gorgeous podcast. If you're like me, you're an entrepreneur, and now more than ever, being an entrepreneur is on the rise. It seems like everybody is doing it. And I bet when you first started on this journey, you had no idea how much work went into owning your business. It's kind of like a secret that nobody tells us about. I know when I first started, I didn't have a clue. I was just a stay-at-home mom with four kids and a computer. But now, seven years later, as a brand and website designer, I have delivered visually stunning and converting brands and websites that turn readers into buyers. And that's what I'm here to do with this podcast, is I'm here to help you figure out how to brand and how to grow with a website. So let's develop your brand and grow your website. I have no doubt that if you follow along, you'll begin to thrive. So let's dive in. When running a business, if you're not on your A game with being organized, it's almost impossible to feel productive. And trust me when I say I am by far probably the least organized business owner, I am truly, I'm just being honest. It took me a little bit to figure out some of the tips and the tricks and the how-tos and which was the best way. And for running my business for almost six years now, actually February 21st, so next week, is going to be my six years with Brand Me Gorgeous. Now before Brand Me Gorgeous, I did have, well I still have, a photography business. So I have, you know, some some more experience, but just with, I'm talking about Brand Me Gorgeous itself, it's just been six years. So I can definitely say that I learned way too much along the way, and I really think this episode's going to help. It's going to help you bypass all that unnecessary drama and steps that it took me to just get there and get organized and the tools that I I really like the most. I want to share those with you guys today. So getting into it here first is going to be organization. So I want to dive into just a tiny bit here of some organizational hacks that I have. And the very top of my list, it's kind of like a mix. Well, I think it's kind of split, I would say. It's going to be uh, Google Chrome bookmark folders. 
So Google Chrome bookmark folders, if you don't know what that is, it's basically it's a bookmark. Like, you know, anytime you like bookmark a website, you get, you know, usually this long list of bookmarks. But you can actually customize that by creating folders. And then inside the folder, you can drag whatever website you want into that folder. And it just represents kind of like a drop down menu, if you will. And so that's how I have my website, or I'm sorry, website. <laughs> that's how I have my computer set up. So I have like these folders that say, like, for instance, I have Gmail, Show It, My Shop, Client Work, Gorgeous Academy, which that's where I house my course, marketing tools, and then I have my kids and podcast. So inside those folders is all the links to websites that I use all the time that have to do with that particular subject. So basically, I have mine down by subject, but you can, of course, do it any way you want. But doing it that way has saved me so much time because I used to just go into Google, type it in, or I would just leave my windows open all the time. So if you're kind of guilty of doing that, I definitely recommend checking out this little hack with using the bookmark folders because it's definitely saved me a ton of time. And the second one, and I'm going to say these two are like probably side by side. It's probably just as equally as important, if you ask me, is going to be the Google Password Manager. So the Google Password Manager is, it actually saves all your passwords, like your login information for you. So you don't have to type it in every time. And Seriously, because I use so many tools, the amount of tools that I use in my business is probably insane, but I have to remember all those passwords and logins. And unless I create the same user same password for everything, I'm going to go crazy. So I really, really love that tool because I can just type in, you know, like my email and it just remembers it and it just goes ahead and logs me right in, which I love. So yeah, definitely keeps my sanity with that. And excuse me. So Definitely those I'm going to say are the two that I use the most when it comes to organizational hacks, I would say. And I can't remember, I was trying to find it before I did this episode and I can't. There was actually a girl that I did learn the bookmark folder hacks from. And I just thought it was so cool. I was going to mention her, but I, I don't remember who it was. And it was funny because after I took it and I, I did it to my own Chrome browser, my husband's like, I know how to do that. I'm like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> Because my husband's definitely, I would say, way more organized than I am when it comes to, you know, things like that. He's just, his brain works differently than mine. So it's just interesting. And I just had to bring that up because I thought it was funny. So the next thing I want to cover is going to be some tools. So these are like my five tools that I use the most, I'm going to say, in my business. And in, I kind of grouped them, so to speak. So that way it could be open for using different companies per se that create the same tools because I, I don't think it's necessarily the company that you use. It's more like the reason behind the tool and why it works for you because a tool might work for you, but it may not, may not work for me and vice versa because you just you just don't know. So I don't have these in any fancy order. I'm just going to be whatever pops in my head first. That's kind of how, I mean, I pre have these written down so I know the order, but when I was writing the order, I didn't do it like in any specific order. It was just kind of whatever comes to my head first. And then I kind of explain a little bit why it came to my head first, if that makes sense. So the first one is going to be 
client management tool. So if you've ever heard of this, sometimes it's called like a CM. A lot of people just call it for a client management tool. I personally, what I use is HoneyBook. I've also used Dubsado and some other popular popular ones besides HoneyBook and Dubsado is 17 Hats. And there are some other ones out there as well. But I think when it comes to, I think it comes to mind first with me, you know, when when thinking of tools is because it serves a purpose as both a business tool and an organization tool. Because this is how I work with clients is actually in HoneyBook because it's a client management tool and it organizes all of my projects in one place. So if you're someone who works with clients and you're a service provider, you definitely want, I definitely recommend having a client management tool. And there's actually a few designer friends of mine who had never used a client management tool and I got them to use it, got them to try it. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is, I cannot believe I went this, you know, this long without using this. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? And so now they absolutely love it. So for me, I'm going to explain a little bit what HoneyBook does. So for me, HoneyBook houses my contact form for my website or any kind of form that I want to put on my website or send to someone. I can create that inside HoneyBook. And that's followed by all my packages, my pricing, my contracts. I It's where I communicate with new leads and it's all done right inside HoneyBook. So it's it's basically a whole entire system and a workflow for me as well. So when somebody contacts me, they're using my contact form and it goes right inside HoneyBook. I just look at it. I respond back to them. I can send them a booking link that I create from inside HoneyBook. They can book a call. We can hop on the call. I can then send them a contract, a proposal. Everything that I need is all right there inside one place. And you can also use HoneyBook for financial information for tax purposes. It has definitely more abilities when it comes to like keeping track of your booking, who booked, who didn't book, why didn't they book, why did they book. And then you can also just, you know, like let's say that you sent a proposal to someone and they didn't book and they told you the reason was they found someone else or something else. It it just really the reason isn't I mean the reason is definitely going to be factor you're going to want to know that but you know even if you don't if it just says ghosted there's actually an option inside HoneyBook to select why they didn't book with you and then you can choose that and then at the end of the year or whenever it is that you do your process if you're big on like reviews and you know how to fix things or things that you can change you can go back and look at that data and that's really great information that's going to help you improve So that's just like another plus, I would say, about using HoneyBook. And so another thing that really the reason why I chose to talk about this first is one of my reasons why I love it, why I love any client management tool is because it is a great user's experience. So your clients will be, you know, they're going to look at it and be like, oh, you're organized. So that's going to help them feel better about trusting you and knowing if you're the right fit for them or not. When it comes to a CM, I am not going to get into what I think is the best because that's, I feel like that would just be an entire episode all by itself. 
Because I, I'm really truly a believer in it doesn't matter which one you use. It's going to be just to use one. So if you're not using one now, I don't care if you what you use. As long as you're using one, I think that's definitely the very first step. And that is going to give you just definitely, it's going to make you even feel better about your business because you're going to feel organized. You're going to feel like you got your poop together and it's just going to just feel a lot better for you. Yes, it's time consuming. You're going to have to put in some work on, you know, setting it up, how to use it. But really, honestly, that is going to definitely pan off because once a client has all the information in front of them, you're giving them the the ability to just book with you. And that's that's what you want is to be able to just put it all right in front of them, look organized, give it your best go and be able to book. So I really, really recommend using a client management software. Number two on my list is your workspace. So this again, is gonna definitely apply if you're a service-based service-based provider. But if even if you're not, and let's say you do like sell products or something, you could technically even use these tools that I'm gonna talk about. And so these tools are gonna be like Asana, Trello, ClickUp, and Milanote. And I and I threw Milanote in there and I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. Some people have, some people haven't, but I think it's important to kind of throw in there and talk about. So again, this comes to mind because it also has to do with staying organized. I work with all of my clients inside Asana. I've used Trello before and I've used ClickUp. Trello, I did like very, very well, but they had like change some stuff. And when they were in the middle of changing it, I seemed to just not get my emails. And I'm like, I can't work like that. So I switched to Asana. And so I just haven't tried Trello back or whatever. But Asana, I like it's simple. So for me anyway, and I'm a visual person. So I like to kind of stay organized the way it's laid out, which is I don't know if you're if you're not familiar with it, Asana, Trello, ClickUp, all those. So those three right there and Milano, actually, you can do well, well, this would be like with Milano, you can do it. But the other three, absolutely, this is what it does is you have like columns. And then in these columns are cards that you have full control to design the workspace how you want. So you can set each card to say what it wants. You can have whatever information you need inside each of those sections. And so it's a very good way to stay organized, but do it in a way that is absolutely tailored to exactly what you need. And so for me, that's that's what I do. I use Asana. I set it up for every single client. I have templates that I use, and then I edit the template based on each client because each client's completely different. With Milanote, though, Milanote's a little different because you can do it that way. But Milanote also, in addition to maybe maybe a workspace like that, is it's more visual. So you can literally use it for design. Like you can showcase if you design something for a client or you guys are trying to organize back and forth back and forth with the client over something that's more visual you can create this whole entire like visual experience i like to it's kind of like i don't know it kind of reminds me of pinterest in a way because you can just create things visually that that just look really nice you can 
you can drag the website to it and then what will appear is the web you know what's on the website you can actually see it so it's just kind of cool it's just something to check out i think for some depending on what your business is i think it's definitely worth looking into i have had people in the past tell me that they've used it for courses to organize like a course layout because you can literally like drag things and move it around where you want instead of like i don't know cuz you know well you probably don't know <laughs> well you may or may not know i don't know in asana like those cards you can't you can't just move it slightly to the right or slightly to the left it has to say in the column where with Melanote, you can literally place it anywhere you want. It's kind of like building a website. Like if you were going to build a website with Show It, if you were done that, that's what it's like in a way. So that's that's why I like it the best, I think, is it, for me is because of that ability. I'm just a visual person, so that's how I, I, I like things. Number, so we're going to go ahead and move on. So number three here on my list is, and I kind of grouped this again, is canva photoshop lightroom and jpeg mini so why am i grouping these all together <laughs> it's because they're all tools they're creative tools but each one does something different in my business so for example canva is my go-to for like social media post creation removing an image background creating brand and mood boards those would be reasons why i would like levitate towards canva Photoshop and Lightroom is obviously for images, of course, but I also use Photoshop for my, for uh, mockups and design. And JPEG Mini is a, if you've never heard of it, it's a program that compresses images. So I use it personally because it saves space on my computer and on my hard drives. And I also use it to, when a client's giving me all their website images, I run all their images through it first before I upload to their website because that helps with website speed. So if you are building your website or you're a designer and you're building it for someone else, definitely recommend purchasing JPEG Mini and using that for all your clients or for yourself if you're doing your website. It's going to help your, your site speed and in turn that helps your SEO. So something to note there for that tool there, number three with Canva, Photoshop, Lightroom, and JPEG Mini. So moving on here, I'm not really good. Didn't really need to cover a lot with Canva and all that other stuff. Number four is Thrivecart and Stripe. So by far, I have used a lot of different tools when it comes to shops and building and selling things. And that is the best combination I could ever imagine and use. It's going to be Thrivecart and Stripe. I found that these two work the best together and they work for the most options. So if you're going to sell products, courses, and memberships, you can use Thrivecart for both products and you can use it to actually host your courses. And it's a one-time fee. So there's no monthly fees which is super nice because we know that all those fees just really start to add up and that's not fun. So if you use Thrivecart or if you purchase it, it's one time done forever. You never have to pay a monthly fee. And then you can build as many courses as you want and literally host it inside Thrivecart, which is awesome. Thrivecart also allows you the ability to 
create, you could do like payment plans. So you can do like a monthly fee for 12 months. You can do, you know, somebody can have a plan for three months, six months. Oh no, I don't think it goes to six months. It might, I don't remember. But uh, options. So that's what's awesome about Thrivecart is it gives you those abilities to do the options. You can upsell, you can down downsell. Uh, a lot of people trust Thrive Thrivecart. So the checkout experience for the purchaser, they will feel secure and they won't, you know, be like, oh, well, this is just a PayPal transaction. <laughs> because we know in the world of being an entrepreneur that sometimes PayPal has a bad reputation when it comes to using it as your own business because we just hear horror stories about how they don't side with the right person all the time. And it just, quite frankly, stinks. So if you've ever heard a horror story, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about with that. But Thrivecart and Stripe, definitely really, really like them. And I believe actually Stripe is owned by uh, PayPal, <laughs> believe it or not. But for me, the experience that I've had with Stripe has been really, really good. And I've heard really good things about that as well, like with them through other people who have not even had good experiences with PayPal. So kind of strange how that works, but it does. Number five here on my list, which is the last one that I'm going to discuss today, is going to be Grammarly or a writing AI. And the reason why this is on my list is because I'm literally probably the worst speller in the world. Okay, probably not the worst, but I'm definitely not good at it at all. It's, it's just something that as a child, I was not, my parents didn't sit down with me and tell me, you know, help me practice my spelling words. It wasn't a priority. And so I just, spelling wasn't something that was instilled in me, I think, as a, as a young child. And when I got older, it just became a bad habit that I just didn't spell things correctly and I just didn't care. So over the years, I, I think I've definitely gotten better, but I'm still not great. And so I write everything up in Grammarly and then, well, not everything. So I do, what I use Grammarly for the most is anything that's going to be like to open to the public. If I am just writing like a simple email to a client or we're chatting back and forth, I don't do any, any of that inside Grammarly. I will just, you know, do, do my best, hope and cross my fingers that it's spelled halfway decent. And if not, I'm like, I'm sorry, I just, I'm not a good speller. <laughs> And so a funny, funny situation with that is I had this client who she booked me and then she, I don't know what happened, but she booked me and then she went back to my website or something. And then she saw like some misspelled words and she was like, I don't think that you're perfect for my project because I'm just like, I really need someone who pays attention to detail and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh gosh, I was like, I'm so sorry. I totally understand. And I told her, I was like, but I will run everything through Grammarly. Like I will make sure that everything, you know, is ran through. I said I did have someone, you know, go through my own website and maybe they just didn't catch the words that, you know, used. I was like, what did you see? And so she showed me a few things and I corrected them. And I was like, you know, thank you so much. And I was just honest with her and told her, like, that's not my best suit. It's not my strong point. And but here's the steps that I'm going to do to make sure that your website looks you know, definitely up to par and, you know, there's no spelling. 
But with that, you know, like I'm also not a, you know, I'm not charging people to actually write their website content. So, you know, like that's, I feel like it's not exactly part of my job description, but she was super kind and it ended up working out fantastic. And at first I was like, oh no, this girl doesn't want to work with me, but it ended up working out really, really great. And she ended up being like one of my best amazing clients. And so that was just a fun experience that I thought I'd share when it came, you know, to the Grammarly and, and the writing AI. And I say writing AI, I don't use writing AI a lot in terms of like, you know, writing content, but I use it the most when it comes to building website templates. And it's something I just started using because yes, we you can come up with like demo text, but I feel like having actual words in a template, a website template helps the potential buyer make or break the sale because if they can actually see, you know, content in the website and see the flow and be like, oh, I could put this here. Oh, I could replace that with this. I could replace this with this. Then it helps sell the template a lot more. And so writing AI has been like a game changer in that department. And it also helps me come up with ideas for like new sections on the website as well. So that's been super helpful, believe it or not. And do I think that'll be the future of writing? Now, I hope not because, you know, as, as a creative person, I think and, you know, as as brands evolve, I think it's definitely important for you to have your brand voice. So I don't think, you know, definitely don't go to an AI writing tool and write your whole entire website. No, 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 no. But you can definitely use it for like ideas, you know, and even even grabbing a few paragraphs here and there, tweaking them. That's fine. Like, I don't even see an issue with that. But I just think it's really good for like ideas, The you know definitely for ideas and use for website templates because they're templates, right? It's it's going to be information that's going to be replaced. So I think it's fine to do that. So that basically wraps up today's episode. And that's going to be my top organizational tools and tricks that I talked about here in this episode. And hopefully I'm going to stay on track here with the rest of my episodes and not miss a week. And so again, I apologize for that. That wraps up today's episode. And thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can go on over to my website, brandmegorgeous.com and click on the podcast page and fill out the questions form. I would absolutely love to answer any of your questions. You can also leave a review and see my work. And if you're interested in being a designer yourself, you can even have a look at the Gorgeous Academy, which is a self-paced course that teaches aspiring designers how to use Show It and build a website. And of course, if you're looking for someone to build your website, I would love to take a look and see if I can help you. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in.